Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. The aim of the Mosaic Life Podcast is to explore happiness and what it means to us as individuals and why so many of us chase it, and yet we never seem to find it. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so in a number of different ways. The first of which is just subscribing, pressing that subscribe button in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, if you do use Apple Podcasts, I would be forever grateful if you would leave a five-star review. That helps me and the podcast continue growing and reaching people just like yourselves. Last but not least, you can follow the podcast on Instagram by following me at Trey Kaufman. Or you can also follow the podcast on Facebook by searching for The Mosaic Life Podcast. As I edited the conversation you're about to hear, I really fell in love with it. Pam and I spent a good amount of time discussing mindset and perspective. And as you'll hear me allude to, we recorded this in February, in the dead of winter, and now, as I'm getting it ready for release, Yesterday was the first day of spring. To me, and probably to many others, the changing of the seasons always offers a powerful mindset shift. Making it to spring in some ways feels like crossing a finish line, or or maybe it's more apt to say reaching a new checkpoint. It's a time when enjoying the outdoors is less burdensome with fewer layers needed to stay warm and gives us the opportunity to hit a, a reset button on our outlook. And with that, I share this only to give you an opportunity to take a glance at my perspective. This past week, I rearranged my office and studio setup so that my desk butts up against my window, which allows me to look out at the quarry through the trees in my backyard. Perspective and with that mindset are powerful factors in our growth. And while on the surface, changes like a reorganized office may feel like a simple shift in aesthetic, they also reflect not just our progress, but also the vision we have for our future selves. Pam Christian is a mindset coach, motivational speaker, and she hosts the Juice Podcast, where she features in-depth conversations with thought leaders across a range of industries. Pam's work encompasses helping her clients transform their lives by eliminating self-created barriers, maximizing their full potential, and dramatically increasing their effectiveness on both personal and professional levels. Prior to coaching, Pam built a successful career in real estate where she was ranked among 100 most influential realtors in New Jersey and earned the most prestigious awards in the industry, including Circle of Excellence, Platinum Level, and Real Trends Top Realtors. Pam is a social media influencer whose mission is to help heal humanity by inspiring and motivating others to live their best lives. This conversation is powerful, and I genuinely hope it allows you to see more clearly the mindset you've been working to cultivate. Please welcome my guest, the wonderful Pam Christian. Hey, how are you? How are you? I'm good. How is your Wednesday going? It's awesome until I was trying to figure out this whole app thing, but that's no, I'm okay. It's awesome. Well, we're we are connected now, and that is all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, how's everything going? I'm so excited to talk with you. Um, you know, we were connected because I think it was Frank Egan, and uh, you were in his networking group, correct? Uh, yeah, I went to one of those that networking hub thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, you know, I I unfortunately missed that uh, that particular evening. Um, hopefully you'll appreciate this. I kind of, I was feeling burnt out. And so I just, I wanted to take time for myself and just unwind mm-hmm. for a bit. And so I decided to, I, I joined him this past month and it was, it was a great opportunity. It is really good. I didn't get to join this month, so we missed each other, but we're here now together. Um, but I totally get the unwinding. I'm on like clubhouse right now. And it's like this big thing. And like one day a week, I tell myself, do not go on that app at all. Because <laughs> I just need to chill. Absolutely. You know what? For um, I, I've, I've heard so, so much about clubhouse 
and I am a lowly Android user, so I have not had the opportunity to explore it. Has it been has it been a big benefit for you? It has, and I would highly recommend. I have a few friends who are Android users who have gotten iPhones just or <laughs> I not iPhones, iPods. Yeah. Just for the purpose of that, a lot of people are using it as consumers. Yeah. I don't use it as a consumer. It is totally a business-based app for me, and I'm building a business and building a platform on it. That's great. Um, and for that purpose, I think it's really good, and especially with the direction the world's going in, even when we're out of whatever, quote, unquote, COVID and all the stuff that goes along with it, I think we're never going back to normal. So this is going right. to be a new speaking um, platform that people are going to start using. So I think getting in early, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just encouraging it because yeah. I do see a huge benefit that not right. It's an, right now, you know, I am grinding. I am hustling on it. Yeah. Um, because when you get in on the ground floor, it's the best time to get in. So you really want to get as much traction as you can Absolutely. and build a name and brand for yourself. But I do think there will be a huge benefit. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. I, like I said, I have not had the opportunity to give it a try yet. And uh, you're, you're a podcaster as well. So uh, I guess the, the concept of clubhouse is that you get to have a conversation in real time, correct? As opposed to a podcast, you, you know, release it on a schedule and you can interact with your audience, but just not in that same time frame. or am I completely mistaken? No, you're, you're correct. But there's also like, so there's this, um, huge podcaster on there. I don't know. Not, a um, do you know who, um, what is the guy's name? Uh, Steve Olsher is. He sounds familiar, but I, I don't know him. No, he's, like, he's not. He's not a podcaster. He's like behind the scenes, and he he teaches podcasters yeah. how to podcast. And so I'm not in those rooms yet or at all right now. Yeah. But from what I hear from fellow podcasters, they're learning so much about how to up their podcast. That's so it's great. not about replacing your podcast with clubhouse at all yeah you I'm, I'm still doing my podcast and everything like that but first like learning from someone like that who's like supposed to be a superstar of the podcasting world of not as podcaster but production and behind the scenes and what people yeah. are looking for and then also if you get his attention he brings you up and stuff like that but so for that purpose but also it's not to replace podcasting i'm still doing my podcast yeah. it's just something different. like i run a room on sundays called change your frequency change your life and it's all about talking about how we change our vibration and when we change our energy uh, the lens through which we see things changes and it's a room that lasts four hours all always has at least a hundred people in it so then they go into so while i'm talking they go check me out the only way to connect with me is through instagram because you can't connect with that people directly right. on right so then now i already had a uh, Instagram account that was like 50,000 people uh, followers and it's growing exponentially. So it's like kind of building out other platforms. Yeah. It, it, there's so many benefits. It's, it's an additive, not um, a replacement for anything. Well, that's fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. And let's, I want to dig into that, you know, talking about changing vibration and energy and mindset, mm. especially, uh, you know, I, the world, obviously, uh, I think you said it is never going to be the same. Um, after 20, after 2020, going into 2021, it's just, it's just different. We've got different mentalities and hopefully for a lot of people, we've realized, you know, what is truly important to us. So how, I mean, when you talk with people and you talk about, you know, changing that vibration and energy, how much has that shifted over the last year for you and for the people you work with? I mean, for me, it hasn't really shifted. I'm like pretty much an introvert anyway. And yeah. so like, my life hasn't changed. I'm a single mom. My life is me and my kids and like my close circle. So like I was born for this, not born for seeing people struggling, but like right. this lifestyle isn't, you know, any different. And actually I was um, talking to someone yesterday who was saying, you know, you don't have to, he said, how, you know, I'm trying to explain it. Like how many people, we were with a bunch of people, how many people have been in quarantine? Yeah. And so he, uh, people raised their hands. I've been in quarantine because I have kids who are going to school. I have to act a certain way right. um, to respect them. And he said, it's only if you see it as quarantine. He's like, I've never been in quarantine. It's all yes. about our perception. So when we start th seeing it as quarantine and trapped in our houses, we start to feel a certain way towards that. Yeah. If we see it as an opportunity to grow, develop, maybe grow some side passions, um, get closer with family and our children or our parents or our siblings, um, it becomes that. Um, it's all the lens through which we look at it. So I personally have not like skipped a beat or anything. Nothing's changed for me in any way 
right? Other than watching my boys who were seniors in high school last year have to struggle through that. Yeah. And my daughter is, and now they're freshmen, which is a weird thing. And my daughter who's a junior, but other than that, but for people around me, and I don't like wearing a mask, but I don't go out really. So it <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Um, for people around me, I feel like, um, for my clients, I feel like they're doing okay. We've come up with a tool, tool a toolbox full yeah. of tools for them to access when it gets hard for them. Um, and then just for people around me, I mean, I think people are really doom and gloom in fear-based mode, right. not sure of the unknown. I'm all about letting it unfold in front of us. Our internal determines our external. I think most people are our external determines our internal. Yeah, I, I like what you said. Your internal determines your external. Um, now, you said something at the beginning that I very much relate to it, that you're an introvert. And, you know, for me personally, if I tell somebody that, especially if they've listened to the podcast, like, what? That that, that doesn't make any sense. I don't. For me, going into these conversations, I have to get myself into a correct mindset to make sure that I'm able to show up for you. I'm able to show up for the audience. And that's not an, always an easy thing to do. There's a lot of anxiety that goes into, you know, the last 10 minutes before hitting record. And I, it's so much mental work to get to that place of fortitude. How, I mean, obviously you have a, a massive following. You're extremely successful. How much of your own mental work do you have to, to do to get to a place where you're, you're, you're in the right mindset for the people you're working with? Well, I don't call it mental work and I hope you don't mind me saying no, that, but I call it um, self-love. I love it. And so I do a lot of it because I love myself a lot. Yeah. And so I spend most of my time loving myself up like crazy. And that allows my, whatever you want to call it, some people ca call it cup to be so full. I call it my gas tank to be, you know, full and with reserves Yeah. so that we all have things that come our way, whether you're, you know, where I am with mindset and feelings and vibrations or where I used to be, which was on the low end of the spectrum. No matter what, we all have stuff. The fuller we are, the more we fill our tanks, yeah. the easier it is to manage the stuff that comes at us. Absolutely. And the lower our tanks are, you're, it's just like a gas tank on the highway. If you're, you know, stalling out, you're going to be bothering everyone. You're going to be leaking out all over the highway. You're going to have to get yeah. your car moved to the shoulder. You're sputtering. And that's kind of what you're doing in life. Yeah. If you're full, you're on cruise control, just looking at the scenery, listening to your music. And that's what it's all about. So my life is about keeping my vibration high and my gas tank full and my cup full so I can spill out to everyone else and have the ripple effect. And so, yeah, there are lots of practices that I employ all day long, including having a huge glass of water right here next to me yes. um, and having all my comforts right here while I'm on this podcast. I have like my favorite mug. I have like just like comfortable things that yeah. if I look at, I have, there's a book right next to me that says Awaken the Spirit Within. That's what my eyes go to. They're small, subtle things. I'm obviously not reading a book, yeah. but that's what my eye goes to. Rather a magazine like People or Shape that says, get thin fast and attract a guy. You know what I mean? I do. So it's like everything like that matters. Yeah. What, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned some of the, the, the I guess, the, I don't know, I call them positivity triggers. I mean, you talk about, you know, having a gas tank full, your, your cup full, which I, I love. I mean, are there some other daily practices or, or rituals or habits, whatever you want to call them, that really help you get to that point? Absolutely. I mean, I meditate every single day, multiple times a day. I like to spend a lot of time in meditation. And for people who struggle with that, I did too. I've been yeah. doing this for over 20 years at this point. But when I first started, I could only do a minute a day. Yeah. And that's fine too. So it's not like, and that's what I really think is the most important thing because I could come up here and talk about all these amazing things that help me keep my gas tank full, but it's taken me years and years and years to develop. And I started where I was at not the beginning. I was negative. Yeah. Um, I, I was at a, a, a um, not a surplus, a, uh, whatever the opposite of yeah. surplus. <laughs> I got I'm it. Yeah. Very eloquent right now. <laughs> um, and um, you just got to start with one baby step and break it down into bite-sized pieces. So yes, meditation. Yeah. 
I try no matter I'm in the Northeast. It's cold here, but no matter what, I take a walk every single day. I want that fresh air, even in the cold, in the snow, in the rain. I want to feel that on my face. It's invigorating. Um, I wake up. I mean, I'm on day six of all juice right now. So that would be something that I don't do every day, but like quarterly, I'll do like a big cleanse like this. The first time I started 20 something years ago, I couldn't even get through a day. I had to have dinner. So like that helps my vibration clearing, not from, I'm happy with my weight. It has nothing to do with the way my body looks. It's for my spiritual connection to my higher self. It's for my mental clarity. It's for my energy. I just did a full lifting workout. Um, So exercise would be another one, but you know, people say you can't exercise when you're cleansing. I am more energetic when I'm cleansing than ever. Yeah. Um, water, lemon water in the morning. But I always say no matter what, when you go to bed, have a large glass of water by your bedside table and drink it first thing when you wake up. I'm not going to tell you not to have coffee or cream or or sugar. That's not my place. But I'm going to suggest adding that in, even if you have that other stuff. When I go to the bathroom, I mean, in the morning, the first thing I do after I... um, well, before I brush my teeth, actually, is I oil pull. I don't know if you know what yeah, that is. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I oil pull. I also wash my face with a really nice cleanser, put some sunscreen on it. All of these things may seem inconsequential and sound small and little, but they're all feeding my soul. Absolutely. And the thing is, and I can I can continue to tell you a lot more that I do stretching. I like to do handstands, headstands. I couldn't always do handstands and headstands, but I can now. And that's because I practiced and people give up because they don't feel like they see the results quickly enough. Right. And what it's really is important is having a toolbox and knowing in your toolbox that you don't have to choose the same tools each day. So if you don't want to journal today, but today you want to go for a walk, go for that walk. Yeah. And if tomorrow you want to listen to music instead of journaling or going for a walk, or you want to do all three, do that. Get to know which works for you at a given time, put them in your toolbox. And then in a year from now, you're going to hear different things. You're going to do, hear cold showers and you're going to be like, I'll never do cold showers. <laughs> put them in your toolbox. There's going to be a day you wake up that you're going to be like, I'm going to try cold showers. But as you experiment with what's in your toolbox, you can find out what resonates with you at the time of that you're uh, testing it out and stick with the things you like, because this isn't about healing. Healing is about trauma and going through that. And that's difficult. This is about self-love. And self-love is about filling yourself up and enjoying like self-care. I take baths and baths with like CBD, um, uh, bath salts and oils and stuff like that. I put candles out. I have crystals all over my house. Um, there's a humongous crystal when anyone walks in and it's a black, uh, it's black tourmaline and it, uh, takes away negative energy. So even if people don't have negative energy and they're my friends, but they're coming from places with that negative energy, I have candles every single morning, no matter what, but when I wake up, the first thing I do after I leave my bedroom is I get my diffusers going with essential oils. And it's not just about the oils that are so beneficial. Yeah. It's the ritual that's Absolutely. grounding and centering of putting the oils in, putting the water in, turning it on. It's just knowing that I'm doing things for myself. Absolutely. I I love everything you just said. I was just having a conversation very similar. We were talking about, you know, you can, let's say you need to be working at eight o'clock in the morning, whatever that means in this day and age, you can wake up at seven 30 and be in a rush the entire time. You can get cut off on the freeway and get super mad and just be in a terrible mind space the rest of the day, which is going to drag you down into the evening, or you can wake up 10, 20, 30 minutes early and you can do everything you just described and really put yourself in a healthy and happy and at peace and calm space that allows you to carry that throughout the day. And the things we do for ourselves in the morning, they have, they carry so much more weight than I think people realize. And if you're able to build those habits around your well-being, you're going to be so much better off for it. Absolutely. And really not just the, it's not just about the actual habits. And I, I mean, I am not going to go through, I always say I'm going to, well, I did write a book and at the end of each chapter, it talks about these types of things, but I just need to put together an ongoing document for people, but really it's the act of what you're doing. You're serving yourself. Absolutely. And when you serve yourself, 
People think it's selfish, but when we serve ourselves, we're able to show up as the best human beings that we were meant to be. Absolutely. We're able to show up and give of ourselves. We're able to show up with unconditional love. We're able to show up and serve others. Yeah. And that is where vibration meets connection yeah. and the ripple effect occurs. And that is what, to me, it's all about. I love it. I love it. You know, you mentioned um, working out while you're on your juice cleanse. And just this morning, I love that. Uh, I personally, I intermittent fast. So I generally eat between noon and eight or nine o'clock at night. And I, my favorite time to go for a long run is, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning, like I d did this morning. And just, I feel so much more energized and so much lighter when I'm able to actually work out without having to, you know, worry about what is digesting in my stomach at that point in time. And I know, mm -hmm. I, I know it's different for some people, but to me, that's just one of the best things that I, I can do. I also think it's different for some people because people are different places in this journey. If you yeah. told me 15 years ago, like you just said, like I couldn't have gone for a run without like carbs in my body right. or fuel. We're priming our bodies right now. So as we're working towards this and you're starting at day one, you're priming yourself to get to another place in five years and then another place in 10 years and then another place in 15 years. Yes. It's a journey. And I always tell people it is so not about the destination. The destination always changes because as human beings, what happens is we get to the destination and it's never good enough. We don't sit there and acknowledge ourselves and say, this is where we wanted to be. We're here now. Let's relish this. Let's look at where and our accomplishment. We don't do that. We change the goal. We change and move the goalpost to something else. Yeah. And so since we do that and we're not able to sit in the beauty of getting to that destination, sit in the beauty, beauty of the journey, Absolutely. sit in the beauty of the process of the daily moments. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite exercises to do, and I, I've, I've done a, a little bit more officially um, this year, I used to, when I was creating an, an event on my calendar three, four months out, I would put notes in there and just talk about where I am at this point in my life. And then I'll, I would set it, forget about it. And then three months down the line, I'll read that. I'm like, oh, holy crap, I have come so far in this short amount of time. It's just it, the work that we do every single day, it may not add up to massive results as we look at ourselves in the mirror at least not initially, but as we look back in retrospect, it is so powerful to see that. And actually, I bought a, a memory a day um, book. So I, every evening, I'll write down a couple things that happened to me today. So in a year, when I get back to that page, I can see where I was. And it's, it's so powerful to see the progress that you've made, even if it doesn't feel like you're making progress day in and day out. Absolutely. It's beautiful to be able to like, actually not be hard on ourselves and yeah. to say, we did this today. We got through the day even. Yes. It's, it's getting through the day for some people is an accomplishment. Absolutely. We're just so hard on ourselves and push us ourselves so much. And I push myself so much, but I enjoy it. Yeah. So it's when we don't enjoy it and we're pushing ourselves for something and we're on the race to nowhere. Yeah. I agree. I agree completely. So you, you said you, you just finished working on a book, correct? Yeah. Talk to me about that. What, uh, what, what does it entail? Who are you aiming to, sure. to help? Anyone and everyone, um, Trey, anyone and everyone is who I'm aiming to help. Oh, My okay. actual mission right now is to help heal humanity by motivating and inspiring others to live their very best lives. Yeah. Whatever that life looks like for them, it's probably different than me because my life is all about this. Right. Um, and so actually what happened was uh, in 2016, my dad unexpectedly um, went into the hospital, never came out, died three weeks later. And um, it was, you know, shock to the system. Yeah. There's not one way that's better than another way, but it was so sudden. Right. And um, about 12 months later, the day before my birthday, my mom suddenly died. Yeah. And... Um, that was even harder because there was even less notice because we just found out there was no hospitalization. We didn't have those few weeks, but we did have the gift of my dad having gone through that. So we were able to really convey to our mom, God forbid anything happened, how much, whatever, we loved her, appreciated her. Anyway, that's not the point of what I'm trying to tell you, but I got there for a moment. So, um, so that was really brutal. And I had um, pre prior to my parents passing wanting to wanted to switch careers. I was at the top of my career, but it just wasn't serving me anymore. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And um, I wasn't able to um, 
make that shift with obviously this happening. So as soon as my mom passed away and I kind of got through the thick of that, I was like, I got to wrap up this business, sold my business and found myself that I was at home with zero to do, except think about, wow, I just lost both of my parents who, by the way, were extremely involved in my life because single parent, three kids, and we were all really close. So they were instrumental in my kids' lives too. And it was just so much. And I would just spend my days meditating, walking in a haze, kind of mourning and grieving, but not quite figuring out. I was in a weird place. Um, And I just started writing. And I had no intention of writing a book at all. I just needed to get some stuff out. And it wasn't journaling because I have a journal that I handwrite in. It was on my computer. And after a while, I kind of asked a close friend if they'd let me read it to them. I had a lot of, um, I experienced a lot of um, major trauma as a young kid, very young kid, like very, very young. Um, And um, when I read it to her, she's like, this is a book. And it wasn't done, but she's like, this is a book. You need to put this into a book. This is pretty incredible. So I was like, oh, well, while I keep writing, maybe I should just do that. And that's how it evolved into a book. And basically what it's about is my life. And and I guess I wanted to say that because really, I never really imagined myself speaking. I never imagined myself having a, you know, high profile uh, social media account. Um, I never imagined any of these things for myself. There's a purpose I have, and this is the vessel through which I am able to share this purpose. It doesn't always line up with what I want, but it's my higher self and I have to uh, give to that. And so the book is basically, it's it's a memoir. And um, I've been through a lot in my life and some of it is more garden variety stuff like divorce, single parenting and others is pretty, you know, deep, dark stuff. And so I start from the beginning and at the end of each chapter, I take some time and I talk about what my takeaway was. So let's say my takeaway was start listening to your inner voice and your intuition. I'll talk about intuition and then I'll give people tips and takeaways as to how to tap into their own intuition. And each chapter has a different thing like that, forgiveness, self-love, authenticity, things, topics like that. So, and they match up with the specific chapter, what I went through and how I got to the other side, and then offer, like I said, tips and takeaways to the people reading the book. That's great. I, I love, I love hearing, I don't know, I love hearing people being able to make the most of their experiences and, and share it in a way that it not only helps you heal, but it helps others heal as well. Um, I, th- I think that's so incredibly powerful. And I think it, forgive me for saying it, I think it distinguishes you and others from self-help gurus, people who want to publish books or content for the sake of being being known. And I, I really respect I respect you for for putting that onto paper, and I I, I look forward to hopefully uh, reading it myself and and seeing the 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 true impact you have on on other people's lives because there are so many people going through so much, especially right now. So that's I, I applaud you for doing that. Well, thank you. I'm going to be vulnerable for a minute, which Please. I don't usually do, and Please. say the book's been ready for about a year. Yeah, and. To your point, as much as I know I needed to get it out there, and it's it's being shopped with an it's with an agent right now. So yeah. I am on that path, but it just got there a few weeks ago. I had to hold on to it for a while. I knew it would go out there, but I wasn't ready because I want to help others, but it is hard to put your own story out there and just say, Hey, I'm putting it all out there in the world for you. This is my life. This is what happened. This is what I've been through. This is what I did. Because yeah. I did things as a result of what I've been through that I'm not proud of. And um laying it all out there and it is going now and everything, but it took me a little time and I'm, I'm still not hundred percent comfortable with it, but every step it, the universe is going to take care of me and it's going to unfold in front of me the way it's supposed to. And I've surrendered to it. Yeah. And that's kind of just where I am with it. You know, I appreciate you saying that, uh, you know, doing some of the things that, that are reflecting on some of the things that you've done that you're not necessarily proud of. And, you know, you don't have to share any of them if you don't want to. I I do my absolute best to be as vulnerable as possible and as honest as possible on this podcast because that's, I feel like, you know, the, the most value that I can provide the people who who listen. And I, I will say from time to time that, so I'm 35 right now, and I know that in my 20s, I was not doing everything I could to live the most authentic life that I that I. I knew I was capable of. I, I, I too have always wanted to write a book. And I used to think that 
you know, I used to think that I was the best writer in the world. And at some, some point in time, I was going to wake up and magically have this best selling book just land on my lap. And that's, that's just not the case, you know, overnight successes, they, they, they don't exist. And I had a guest on recently, he gave me a quote and I'm going to butcher it. He said something along the lines of I'm an overnight success. It just took me 20 years to get there, which is it truly, truly, uh, poignant, I, I think. And um, no, so I very much appreciate uh, you sharing that uh, with me and with, with uh, uh, the audience as well. Uh, but in regard to authenticity, you said you weren't fulfilled in your career. And I think that's a, a theme that I, I touch on a lot, especially when in regard to happiness. I mean, what, what did that look like for you? Because I know that that story is one that's told in a billion different ways for a billion different people. I mean, so many people punch clocks, but it sounds like you were, you owned your own business, but where, where was that lack of fulfillment coming from? I think what it was, was, um, I did, I ran a real estate team, um, of agents and, um, I was, so when I split from my former spouse and I just, I'm going to say something about saying former spouse, yeah. I 90% of the time say former spouse, because I would never want my hear my kids to hear me call my their dad, ex-husband, because right. ex is so nasty. Yeah. Even if you have a good relationship, the word m- words matter. Thoughts are things. I agree. And so, um, and I'm just pointing that out because I think it's, I, I kind of want to get that out there to people. We don't have to refer to each other as exes. There was a time in my life that I absolutely loved him. And I love him because he gave me the three best three things in my life. Yes. Like, there's no one who can give me what he gave me, my children, no one in the world. So I could be annoyed with him on a day-to-day basis. But anyway, I sidetracked. Uh, I digressed. I apologize. No, don't. That's that's a good. I, you, you are very right. Words are extremely powerful. And I wish more people would be so co- be cognizant of that. Yeah. Um, okay. So my career. So I had just, I was, I was a baby, first of all. I mean, I was, I had my kids before all three of them before I was 30 and I got divorced young and I had to go and decide what am I going to do? I had a certain lifestyle that I wanted to continue and how am I going to make this happen? So I went into this career and I loved it. And that's what I want to say. It's not that I hated it all along and I never hated it. It's not like I had, it had run its course all along. I loved it. I, it was lucrative. The money was super good. So I was able to maintain this lifestyle. Plus I was able to show up for my kids, even if I had to be on the phone because it's real estate and you can kind of, in some ways, work your own schedule. Yeah. And so love, love, love it. And then there was just a certain point where I was, I wouldn't call it at burnout, but I was like, this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life going. And there's nothing wrong with it. So I'm not demeaning it at all, but going to people's houses, doing these presentations, putting it on the market, this, that, and the other. And that's kind of when I knew when I started feeling that way, wait, something's out of alignment. So then I tried to grow my team a little bit more. Then I tried to make it smaller. And I was trying to make all these different things happen within my business, thinking it had something to do with the way I was running my business. But really, it had something to do with the way I was running my life. And what it was, was that there wasn't sort of any mindfulness in it. There was mindfulness with my clients and myself in the real, in the real estate transaction, but something had shifted in me and I was noticing it and it wasn't there three years ago where I would have felt it then. And so when that happened, I was like, okay, well, I had just, I've just won all these awards, but this is a story of my life, checking the boxes that society tells me I'm supposed to check to get that happiness, satisfaction, success, whatever, and then getting it and not feeling fulfilled. So this was not new to me. Um, So I was like, just went inwards and what's going on. And I'm not impulsive, but like, I don't like to have to, when I know something about myself, I'm intuitive. Yeah. So I know I'm done, I'm done. And so then it's like, okay, you have to stay, wait it out. You have to, you know, finish up with your clients. You have to make sure this is the right decision. Um, So I went through all that stuff in my head, got all heady with it. And then I, like I said, I said I was going to, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was going to figure out how to package and sell my business. And um, I just decided to keep going, moving forward with that. And if it wasn't meant to be, something would scream out to me. There are signs on our path all day long. If you look at my latest reel on Instagram, I just did something about signs. And those were more the 1111 or a license plate that says love or faith or, you know, something in your dreams. But there are signs all around us. And if you're feeling in resonance, 
you are on the right path. If you're not feeling in resonance, it means you're off path. And it doesn't mean you have to make any major shifts. It just means you need to notice that and start asking yourself expansive, powerful questions so you can figure out how to get back on path. And maybe that means a career change, or maybe it means a shift within your own business, or maybe it means a shift within your own personal life. But when you're not feeling in resonance, that is their biggest sign because when we're in resonance, the universe only has our highest good to serve. The universe will never want us to feel bad. The universe will never want anything negative to happen to us. So when you're in a place of that, you are not in alignment. Yeah. And then it's about how do you get back to alignment? So anyway, I went off again. No, I apologize, but that was my business uh, <laughs> that, information. No, that was great. And I love I love what you said, uh, feeling in resonance. And the the one thing that you, you mentioned that I, I want to dig a little bit more into was talking about the idea of keep moving forward. You know, I'm going to very much give you an example of something that is so much lighter than what you had said in relation to your career. But when we take small steps toward an action, that just keeps us moving forward, even if it's inch by inch. For, uh, like I said, a very light example of that, I can wake up, I can know that I, I'm, I'm planning on running 11 miles today, but I don't feel like it. I, my, my, all these physiological things are starting to happen inside my body, my stomach's starting to hurt, my knee's starting to hurt, because my, my body knows I'm about to run. But if I put on my shoes, if I put on my shorts, and I just start doing these small activities that just inch me closer to that front door and walk out, as soon as I close that door behind me, I am ready to go. So I very much appreciate what you said, just taking those small steps to get to your ultimate goal even if it even if there's a question about it i mean is it that that's that's the idea that you're kind of honing in on correct that and even if the goal winds up changing along the way is yeah. fine too it's like and 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 it starts before you start putting on the running shoes it starts in our subconscious yes and when we talk about things like manifestation or creating your own reality or whatever you want whatever words because some people don't like manifestation think it's too woo woo these are just words we're using yeah. these are these are, this, these are facts um, some you, you, we can turn it into science, we can make it woo woo, whatever you want. But when you start creating things in your mind, what do you want your life to look at? Oh, no, I'm going to lose money. I'm not going to get that job. That is exactly what you are going to get. Yeah. But if you start to say, I am going to this, I am going to that, that's what you're going to get as long as you're patient, because what happens is we start creating it with our thoughts. Your thoughts have to be pretty consistent and match the vibration of the thing you want. So if you're feeling like crap, but saying, I want to make a lot of money, which isn't the thing that I think it should be, but I want to feel really good in my life, but you're actually in your physical body feeling like crap, it's going to take longer. But I hope you don't mind me saying crap. Not at all. You can say whatever you'd like. You're fine. Um, (laughs) Um, but if you start taking care of your physical body and show you, uh, show evidence that you're working towards it or putting on your running sneakers, that's going to match up to what you're saying in your subconscious that you're going to create that reality so much faster. You've accelerated it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, but going back just a little bit and talking about, I know you didn't use these words, but you know, it sounded like in your career, uh, you were looking for answers. And in essence, it sounded like you were looking for the American dream, which I think is a, a weird, a weird thing that at the very least in, in my generation, we were grown, we were raised to expect to, you know, go to college, um, get a, get a career out of college, work, work for the man, if you want to call it that. And, you know, buy, buy a house with a picket fence and, you know, have two and a half kids, kids or whatever the average is. And I, I just, I think that had mentality has shifted a lot in the last couple of decades, which I, I appreciate. Um, obviously now you, you can, you know, learn a lot online in regard to, I don't know, computer science or, or what have you, but I'm just, I'm, I'm curious if that is kind of the, 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 the lane you fell into, or at least you, you, you felt yourself falling into and how somebody- I don't think I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no I was just, you know, how you may have shifted out of that. Well, I don't think I fell into it. I think I chose it. Okay. I think all the messages around me were telling me that's the lane to go into. Yeah. And I didn't say signs specifically. I said messages because it's programming, conditioning. Um, it's the soundtrack. It was watching my mom 
yeah. who seemed pretty happy at home, taking care of her husband and raising her kids. Um, it was the, the environment in which I grew up. My kids are growing up in a very different environment. They're growing up with a single parent who is very into her career, whatever her career is, right. um, who has a life for herself. And I'm not saying that's good or bad or judging my parents or judging myself. I think what we're surrounded by also plays a huge role. So yes, I didn't fall into it. I chose that. I thought that by following that methodology, yeah. I would have this, whatever this was, whatever the that success or that happiness or that thing was that we were, you know, taught to do this and y'all get that. And it took me a little, we all have lessons to learn and some of us learn them quicker than others. Yeah. It took me a little while to learn my lessons. And, but now that I have, I am not doing anything that strays off my path. And if it doesn't resonate with other people, wish them so much love, send yes. them so much love. I love them. I wish them well, but they're just not my people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, what you said, it, it resonates with me. It really does. Um, you know, I have gotten into the habit of asking myself a couple of questions in regard to happiness and, you know, for a little bit of context, you know, I, I like to explore that, that, that concept here on the podcast. And I, I try to at least weekly, if not, you know, every few days ask myself, do I want what I have and do I have what I want? And that first question, as you kind of exemplified right there is I think more important than anything at all, because if we don't want what we have, I, I think, you know, happiness is, is going to be perpetually out of reach for us. Absolutely. And I think happiness is not a destination. It's right. a state of mind. Yeah. So we can be in happiness every single moment of every single day. And I say the same thing about paradise. I live in heaven. Yeah. I don't worry about going to St. Bart's to see paradise. Yeah. My life is paradise. I've created my life of paradise. That is my choice. And we can have that at any moment we choose. It's all about shifting the lens. I love that. I love that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious, uh, just for my own uh, sake, mm. what, what you said you're in the kind of northeast area of the country? Yeah. What uh, what part? So I grew up in Manhattan and now I live in a suburb oh, right awesome. outside of the city. That's great. How 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 is it? How has it been there the last year? I mean, I, it's it's probably different than, you know, actually being within the city. But I I, I, I have a lot of family in the city still. Yeah. And so I know it's very different there. It's weird here. My son, I don't mind saying this. My son does go to University of Miami and my other one goes to Maryland. Yeah. So I have some context of what other places are like. Miami is very different oh, yeah. than what it is here. But again, nothing's changed in my life. I go to the grocery yes. store, I take my walks, I go for my runs, I exert, like my life is the same. Yeah. And so, and I'm not like super social, so my friends haven't changed and I can't even tell you what it's like because I don't go out to see. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I'm very much the same way. Um, I, I actually quit drinking about a year and a half ago, so it's not like I'm itching to go to the bars and, you know, I've got what I, I need right here. I, I still, I can still take care of myself, go for walks, go for runs, you know, enjoy the things that truly bring joy to my life, like the stillness. And, and I think you, you, you touched on this point very briefly when you talk about going for walks. And I asked, I asked where you live because you talk about it being cold right now. And yes, it is. It has been exceptionally cold last few weeks. Uh, but even, you know, even when it's cold, if you can go out just for by yourself for half an hour, an hour, and just enjoy the stillness without your phone buzzing in your pocket, that is so therapeutic just for recharging your battery or filling up your gas tank or your cup or whatever you want to call it. It is so helpful. Um, I, two things, um, one about the cold, it's like, so put on an extra layer, right? Absolutely. Like, get warm, get yes. warm. Yes. It's okay. You can be warm and just put on more clothing. Agreed. Um, where are you? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, so my uh, kid's dad grew up in Cleveland, okay. Shaker Heights. So yeah. I know Ohio pretty well. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, I, it's, I, I have the opportunity to talk with so many people in California, Texas, which obviously has not been doing well the last few weeks, uh, Hawaii, all these paradise cities. It's nice to talk with somebody who gets, you know, who understands how to live through, through the cold months of the year. Totally. And I actually, I mean, people like my son is having the best time in Florida and yeah. I have friends that are down there for a vacation and I'm like, no, I'm good here. I like it here. <laughs> 
that's great. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Um, so what are, what are some of the things that you're, you're working on now? Obviously, you're working with an agent to get your book published. I mean, uh, you're, you're, you're doing great things and helping people with their mindsets. I mean, what, what are some of your, I, I hesitate to say what are some of your 2021 goals because I, I feel like that narrows the scope a little bit too much. But what are some of the things you're working on currently? Well, I guess you've gotten to know me since you hesitated to say that because my answer really isn't anything specific. It's really, I get, I get downloads. I kind of feel like I channel the information that I need and I work on what's in front of me. So I'm working on serving others and however that looks like and however that comes to fruition in a given moment is what it is. So it's not like I have this big goal for 2021 or this big thing that I want to do. As long as I know I'm making an impact, which I do know every single day I'm doing, I let it unfold in front of me and I follow the, you know, guidance that I see and hear. That's awesome. (laughs) I love hearing that. And I love... I love people who have that serving mentality, the, the people who know that they can not only get enjoyment and fulfillment out of their own lives by helping others, but truly seeing when you, when you see people grow and you see people have breakthroughs, it's, it's so fulfilling to be able to experience that with them. Absolutely. And it's just also like when you know that you have a certain energy that helps people um, feel better, think differently, change perspectives. It's rewarding, but you can't feel rewarded by that unless you are really full yourself. And so I always start with any client, like what's going on with you? What are you, these aren't the questions I ask, but they essentially, the essential boiling it down is, Let's first rebuild because we all need to rebuild. We all, regardless if you went through my trauma or something else, we all have healing to do. So let's take care of ourselves first, get ourselves, I hate to say whole because we're not, not whole, but you know, whole. And then, then is when you can see the impact. Yeah. When, I guess going back to, to mindset very briefly, I mean, when you have people that you're working with, and maybe, again, yes, we, we've gotten to know each other a fair amount over the last 45 minutes, so I want to be very careful on how I ask this, but when you, when you yourself personally feel like you need to, again, recharge a little bit, but you're working with somebody actively to help them move forward to, to hit that breakthrough, I mean, what, how is it that you make sure that you're there to, to show up for them? Well, first of all, I'll be honest with them. So yeah. if I'm feeling drained, I might say, hey, I want to have this session or I want to show up for you, but I really need to, you know, meditate today. I yeah. really need to do my sound balls. I really need just a day for myself so I can be the best me for you. So I have no problem being honest about that because I think when people know you're authentic and they know where it's coming from, they respect that and they give you that. Um, And if I don't have that ability to go take a day or time to recharge, I'll just say, hey, you know, I'm going to do my best today. I'm coming off of two days of speaking events nonstop. So if I giving a little bit less, just I want you to understand it has nothing to do with you. You don't need to take it personally. And hopefully I'll be better next time. Or, you know, sometimes I have bad days. Things happen. I just found out a relative is very sick. It's throwing me off a little bit today. But I'll say that. I'll say I have something going on. Then people, because what people do is they internalize and they think it's about them. And then they start to say, oh, did I say this wrong or do I do that wrong? And they're in their heads. So I like to take that. I like the relationship to be really, really connected, authentic and deep. So um, or I might say, hey, depends on the person. So would you mind if we took a few deep breaths together? I'm having an off day and I don't know how you are, but even if you're having a great day, I know it's a benefit no matter what. So would we, could we just take two minutes before we get started, take some deep breaths, sit for 30 seconds and then move um, and move on. And that always helps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we start to wrap up here, I, I do want to ask you about the breathing exercises and about your, your meditation practice. I, I know you mentioned, you know, previously when you first started meditating, it was difficult to, you know, stay focused for even a minute. What does your practice look like now after all of that experience you've had? So, um, well, I guess every single morning I commit to myself to do a minimum of 20 minutes. I like to do longer. I like to do like 30 or 40, but my daughter doesn't have her license yet, so yeah. she's in hybrid, uh, so I still have to drive her to school, you know, things like that, get in the way. Um, so it's my minimum is 20. 
I always meditate in the evening, but what I do is in between appointments, I also meditate. And so what that could look like for me is my morning is a formal practice. I sit down and I have a, med- I have a guest room. It is, I don't have guests. Yeah. It became my meditation room. It co- it's my kid's meditation room. It's full of crystals, a humongous crystal tree. It has a little Buddha. That doesn't have to be what it is for other people. That's what it is for me. It's a beautiful room with incense and uh, candles and um, a yoga mat and yoga blocks and a headstand supporter, just all different sorts of things like that, essential oils. And so I'll sit down and I will go deep. And I used to, you know, put on some music or do some guided stuff to get me there. And I love that, but I don't do that right now. I'm in a phase where I am just able to sink right in. My third eye is so open. I can just like (laughs) lean right into it. But I I do want to say um, something about beginners, but let me just, I'll just finish with this and then I'll go to that. Cause I think that it's, it's, it's hard to hear someone where I'm at if you're not even close to there and it almost makes you people not want to do it. And I want to talk to beginners, but so that would be my formal. And that's kind of what my evening one is too. And if my evening one, isn't that it's me laying in bed with some sort of binaural beats or music like that alpha beta get that gamma beta waves, um, delta, um, and just zoning out and chilling. I don't watch a ton of TV. Sometimes I do like, I, there are shows that I like, but like, that's what I do a lot at, at night. Um, in between the, 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 those two, those are my bookends. Yeah. Um, I'll go for a walk that I will consider a walking meditation. Yes. Um, I hate doing the dishes. It's a thing. And I'm saying hate intentionally. I've pushed myself to start doing them and I'm learning to love it because I'm doing it in a meditative way. So throughout the day, I'll sprinkle different kinds of meditations. I might just sit in my chair in my office and kind of face this one area that has like more like sage and like a little, little like thing set up and just kind of close my eyes and no, it's only for a couple of minutes, but throughout my day, consistently, I have a meditation practice. And the reason I do it is one, I like to keep my energy clear because I like to hear the downloads and the channeling. Yeah. Two, I had um, about 20 something years of noise and self-defeating, self-loathing commentary from my inner critic and my saboteur. And I never want to go back there. Three, it makes me the best possible human being I can be for everyone else. And for the space that it allows and the energy flow it allows within my mind, body, and spirit is just magical. So that's why it's so important to me. But for the beginners, this is really, really, really important because a lot of my clients or people I just know who know how much I meditate always say this. Well, we're told that we are supposed to kind of meditate and not have any noise in our mind. And that's just so unrealistic. Agreed. What's going to happen is you have to spend the time to release the thoughts that are not serving you, that are hurting you, that are keeping you in your lower self, that are bringing you down and keeping you from stepping into your power. And if let's say you said you're 35, let's say you just started meditating today. You have 35 years of those thoughts. Yeah. You don't have to meditate for 35 years to clear those thoughts, but one 10 minute session of meditation is not going to bring you to a place of spiritual clarity. Right. And so what we have to do is we have to give it the time. So every day, if you sit for one minute, obviously the longer you sit, the quicker you fast track this. But if you just sit for every day, you could put something on or not for 60 seconds You can even set your timer on your phone and then put your phone down if you're really attached to the time and just sit there and you let the, you close your eyes or leave my, you know, when my kids used to do it, they'd be like, do I have to close my eyes? And obviously I think that's better, but no, as long as you're stepping into the practice, that is all that matters. And so the 60 seconds, what you're going to do is you're just going to, I'm going to say, close your eyes and just sit. You can do some breathing exercises, but if you're not familiar with that, which I'm going to just, let's assume you're not, all you do is sit. You hear, I can't, I'm going to be late to this. Oh my gosh, I haven't had lunch yet. Wait, is he going to ask me out? Is she going to ask me out? What time is this? Oh, this is happening. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I made this mistake. I said this. I can't believe that happened. When am I going to do this? Why didn't I do this? Why can't I get that job? That's what's going to go through your mind. But on fast forward, if you think I speak fast, it's going to be so much faster and it's everything like that. And you just let it pass through. And if you get stuck on one of the thoughts and go down a rabbit hole, 
there'll be a point where you realize, oh, I went down this rabbit hole. And then you just release that thought and the new one will come in. Yeah. And that is what is normal at the beginning of meditation. And that is one, what people think that they shouldn't be happening. So they say the meditation didn't work. Meditation isn't a thing that works or doesn't work. Right. It's a practice. It's, ha it's happening. It's evolving. And so that's one thing. And then the other thing is um, also people say, I fall asleep. That's okay too. Just lean into whatever happenings in the moment. And a lot of people are afraid of the thoughts. They're painful. And I get it. It hurts to think about things that you've done to hurt yourself, that you've done to hurt others, that others have done, that you perceive as things that you've done, but you haven't. All those types of thoughts, traumas, uh, difficulties, guilt, shame, they need to surface. Yeah. So you can get to the other side of the light and leave the darkness. And we all have darkness within us. It's a very natural thing, but you need to feel it. You need to go through it. The wound that you have accumulated is so much worse than the wound when you first had it, if we just dealt with it then, but we didn't know how to when we weren't taught that. So it's going to be painful. And so give yourself grace and compassion and love and take it slow. And some days you'll remember to do it and some days you won't. And that is all okay. Yes, absolutely. I could not have said any of that any better. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, that and like anything else, and I, I know I keep using this analogy, like running. I mean, if you're if you're just starting, yeah, it's it's going to be hard. But as you do it more and more, you're gonna get in shape, both physically, mentally, and that's that's so important to realize. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Pam, I you know I. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this with me. It was, abs it was, it was, not, it was an absolute delight getting to know you, and I, I truly appreciate all the work you're doing. Um, to, to close, I like to ask a, a few questions, and just uh, I, I like to be able to share some, some quick additional insights with people about how you are operating within your own life. And the first of which is we're all looking to grow. We're all obviously working on ourselves. And I like to ask if there is somebody out there who's listening who can help you in your growth continue to to reach out to your goals and they they, they they hear this and they say hey i can help pam what is it that you're looking for currently uh that somebody could help you uh get closer to what you're trying to accomplish just spread the love yes. just keep spreading the love absolutely absolutely that's a great answer um and then i'll the next question I, we went back and forth about this on email just a, a little bit. And I always like to ask the question because books are so incredibly important to me, whether or not it was a recent book, a book you read 20 years ago. If there is one book that has just been so impactful in your life, that has just had such a, a, a profound uh, influence on the way you live your life. Is there a book that you could mention that really had that effect on you? I will, but I want to preface it with, I don't color within the lines and yeah. there's not just one book. Agree. So it's I agree. Time my life. So I, I'm going to mention a book that I really like, but there are so many books that have really helped me and books that I've read multiple times that have helped me in different ways at different times. But um, Norman Vincent Peale's The Power of Positive Thinking, uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, <laughs> anything uh, John Maxwell, I'm going to keep going until you interrupt Please. me and just keep saying books. <laughs> Gary Zukav, The Seat of the Soul, um, the, the four agreements. I love um, the five love languages. Oh my gosh. Spiritual partnership by Gary Zukav. It allows us to show up for our partners. Trey, you and I are partners right now. Yes, I don't mean romantic partnership and how I can hold space for you and let you live the person you're meant to be versus the person I think you should be. Yes. It's such a good book. So many good books. Well, you, you mentioned the four agreements and this is, that has to be at least the fourth or fifth time that has been mentioned in this podcast. I have not yet read it yet. It is on my list. So I will very much push that to the top. I have heard wonderful things about it. Have you read, it's amazing. Have you read The Alchemist? No, but I've got a friend who can't recommend it enough. So I need to. Great book. That's great. Good to know. Um, all right. Last question. You may have already answered this with your first uh, with the first question here. But if you had a personal call to action that you just want to share with people as we come out of this, what would it be? I mean, I think, yeah, I did. It was help heal humanity by inspiring and motivating others to live their very best lives. I love it. Um, that's really all it's about. But I could, would say one more thing, if you'll allow me to. Oh, of course. Okay. This is really what I would like to say. Your questions were like about me, but what I would like to say to people is remember 
that just because we have a thought doesn't mean that the thought's true. Our thoughts have been programmed into our mind based on the belief systems that have been programmed into us, programmed by, yes, society, and it's not always in our best interest, but also our families who love us but didn't know any better because this is what they were taught and they were taught. So I encourage you to develop some self-awareness so that when you have a thought, you can say, hey, this thought just ran through my head, but is it true? Do I really believe this? Or is it not? And if it's not, you can kind of dismiss it and replace it with a thought that does serve you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I could not agree with that more. Thank you for that. Um, Pam, if people want to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do so? I, I'm, I'm sure as people hear this, they're going to want to learn more about everything you have going on. It's, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you. I think the best place to go uh, is to Instagram at Pam Christian with two N's at the end. Otherwise, you can always visit my website, thepamchristiangroup.com. Perfect. Well, again, Pam, thank you so much for, as you mentioned, showing up for me. I'm glad that I was able to show up for you. This was a wonderful conversation. I hope we're able to do it again in the future. And just, again, thank you so incredibly much. Thank you so much. You're an amazing host. Keep up the great work. Thank you. One more time, I would like to extend a huge thank you to Pam for joining me on the podcast. Right there at the end, she gave a whole slew of book recommendations in rapid fire order. I highly encourage you to check out the show notes at themosaiclifepodcast.com where you can get links to all of those. And you can also grab all of the links that Pam just mentioned. And of course, I'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this. It means the world to me, and I hope you continue receiving value out of this podcast each and every week. If you'd like more podcast content in your life, of course, you can hit the subscribe button in your podcast players. You can also follow me on Instagram at Trey Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook just by searching for The Mosaic Life Podcast. One last favor to ask, if you use Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate it if you would take just a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. That helps me continue growing and continue reaching people who are demanding the very best for themselves each and every day. Thank you all again. And until next time, take care, do better, and be well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.